My scripture reading today is taken from 2 Peter 1 verse 20 and 21. I want to speak to you about Philip. I want to speak to you about mindsets. I want to speak to you about operating in the supernatural. I want to speak to you about being connected to the Holy Spirit. I want to speak to you about revelation, wisdom, the word of God, and how we should be thinking in order to advance in the kingdom of God. Today, when you look at 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21, the Bible said, yet first you must understand this. It's important for us to understand what the Bible is saying. And our mindset must be patterned after the voice of the Holy Spirit. So it says that no, that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of personal or private special interpretation. We must understand it's loosening and solving. So we come to a place of understanding for no prophecy ever originated because some man willed it to do so. It never came by human impulse, but men spoke from God who were born along, moved and impelled by the Holy Spirit. What we need to understand is that every word of God that is spoken has been inspired by the Spirit of the living God. Every word of God is not for personal interpretation, it's not for private interpretation, it's for spe not for special interpretation, but prophecy is not the will of man, but the will of God. We have to come to the place to understand that when God gives us a prophetic word, it is for the advancement of the kingdom of God because we all form part of the body of Christ and we must realize that God wants to advance his church and each one has a role to play. Men of God were spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. How wonderful to know that men of God have to be moved by the Holy Spirit to speak the word of God. We cannot operate in the flesh. We cannot operate with intelligence or intellectualism. We have to come to the place of discernment that we have to operate by the voice of the Spirit of God. So we take heed to understand the word of God. The eyes of our understanding, the wisdom, the revelation are keys to knowledge. We need to have knowledge and knowledge comes from the word of God. Philip was part of the apostolic circle. Now in that time, Jesus had an apostolic circle. He had, a, he had men that were operating uh, around him and he was trying to get to them to understand the word of God, to allow the word of God to find an abiding place in their hearts. So he was able to teach them. He was able to train them. He was able to equip them. And we must understand that the word of God is the mind of Christ. The word of God is the revelation of the mind of God. And so when we spend time with the word of God, what we are really doing is that we are spending time understanding the mind of God. So we as believers, we can have our own minds, but we need to understand the mind of God for us to advance in the things of God. You see, God's word is ultimate. God, God's word is final. And when the word of God comes upon our lives, we must understand that God's word transforms us. And so, if you are going to come to a place of change, you have to understand that it's only the word of God that can change you. If you're going to come to the place of revelation, it's only the word of God that can give you revelation. If you come to the place of promotion, it's the word of God that will give you promotion. The word of God will activate the giftings in you through the Holy Spirit. But you have to have revelation of the word of God to come to this dimension, to operate in the supernatural, to understand the mindset of the supernatural. And here, Jesus is operating with his disciples and you know that his disciples all have different mindsets and Jesus is trying to bring them to a place of accuracy. In the same way, the church has to come to the place of accuracy in terms of interpretation of the word of God. The interpretation of the word of God is the revelation of the word of God. So we have to come to the place of interpretation so we have revelation, so we have knowledge, so we understand the accuracy of God's word and that we can be in the will, the plan and purpose of God to shift ourselves to the next level. If we don't come to this level, we will be still operating in the flesh. There will be a lot of religious, traditional, uh, customary bondages that will hold the church captive and old individuals captive in operation. Unless you get the revelation of the word of God, you can never come to the fulfillment of the plan of God. So we understand that Jesus had to train his disciples and the church will have to train the congregation and we have to go through training and spiritual training it happens all the time and daily and nobody arrives 
arrives at the place saying, I know it all. But God trains us and develops us and shapes us within the army of God to become all that he wants us to become. In John chapter 6, verse number 5 and 6, the Bible says, Jesus looked up then and seeing a vast multitude was coming towards him. He said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that all these people may eat? But he said this to prove, to test him. For he well knew that he was, he was about to do. So what he did was, he, he tested Philip. You see, there was a multitude coming and Jesus needed to buy bread to feed the multitude. So he had to run a test by Philip. So he had to pick his mind because Jesus did this to check what is in his mind. You see, it is important what is in your mind because we can have a bondage mentally and not know it. So Jesus, in his training and equipping of his disciples, he had to pick, Pete, he had to pick Philip's mind to check what is in his mind. He also picked Peter's mind at one stage and you know, uh, who do you say I am? And he said, you are the son of God. So we understand that uh, he always picked the minds of the disciples to understand what they were thinking. And so all leadership sometimes will pick the mind of an individual. The individual may not even know that you're picking the mind to see what's in their mind, but you'll be able to know the person by what they are thinking. So you can understand and evaluate people by the way they think, whether they're supernatural thinkers or they are flesh thinkers. It's very simple. In a church, you can understand what is a supernatural thinker and what's a flesh thinker based upon how people respond to you. So yeah, Jesus picks the mind of Philip and he says, Philip, can we feed these people? The multitude is coming. And this was Philip's response. In John 6, 7, Philip tells, Philip answered and said to him, 200 pennies, $40 worth of bread is not enough that everyone may receive a little. So Philip responds and he says, listen, Jesus, we don't have enough to feed these people. We only got $40. We don't have no money to feed them. So we understand that Philip's mindset was, he looked at the situation he looked at the money, he looked at what was happening, and then he responded to Jesus, he's saying, yet he was part of the apostolic team. Philip's mindset was a language of doom. There are many believers in the body of Christ that speak doom. Everything is doom, everything is negative, everything is, is bad, nothing is good. And here Philip don't understand faith and he has no revelation of faith, but he says, listen, we can't make it to do this because we only have just $40 worth of bread. It's not enough that everyone may receive a little. So the first thing he said was, not enough. It will be impossible to feed the multitude, Jesus. He's telling Jesus now, it's impossible to do this. Jesus was training Philip to think supernaturally. He was dealing with his materialistic, limited mindset. But Philip was thinking in the flesh. This kind of mindset is slow to believe what it cannot see. You see, faith believes what it cannot see. But you find Philip, his mind is, if I don't see it, I don't believe it. There are many people in the body of Christ that say, listen, if I don't see it, I can't believe it. I need to see it to believe it. But Jesus calls us to believe and then see. Jesus calls us to have faith. You see, Hebrews says something. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we, we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of the reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. You see, Philip knew such a meager sum was insufficient to buy the required bread. So he could not see like how Jesus was seeing. He could not see. He, had, he needed evidence. But faith is not, is not a bare belief or intellectual understanding. It is a willingness to trust in, to rely on, and to cling to. 
To believe that we can see in the invisible spiritual world. But what happens to, to Philip? Philip has a mindset problem. He cannot see. Naturally cautious and practically minded. Philip was hesitant about making a, a move unless he could see the way to go. Philip was not willing to take the step of faith. He was waiting for someone to tell him, listen, only when I see, I'll believe. There are many people that are within the body of Christ that cannot take the step of faith and fear is one of the limiting factors in their life because they allow fear to govern them, to rule them and to keep them in a place of bondage. We can say he was a man with too much arithmetic to be adventurous, somewhat slow in spiritual apprehension. He would only cut his coat according to his cloth. He will not do anything out of the box. He has been born with a certain mindset. He is not willing to transform, to change, to understand what God wants to do. So he operates with his own calculations. He has a mind of a calculated mind. There are many people that operate with this kind of mindset. You see, he did not depend on Christ. He did not understand Christ's design in the supernatural. He did not understand Christ's mindset in the supernatural. And Christ was doing this to test his faith to deepen his grasp of the divine mission. In order to walk in the things of God, you have to understand that my mind needs to be changed for me to move to the next level in God. And unless my mind comes to the place of supernatural thinking, I can never grasp what God has in store for me. You see, the test found him defective in spiritual imagination of the supernatural. So we have to come to the place where we deal with our spiritual thoughts concerning the supernatural. And where can we find the right thoughts for the supernatural. We can only find it in the word of God. We can only find it in the revelation of God. We have to train our minds to think supernaturally. That's why we have to understand what the spirit of God is saying. There are many people on different levels within local churches. There are some people are still in a place of bondage because they think in the flesh and they don't understand the things of the spirit. So that's why the enemy attacks them and keeps them at the level of bondage. Today God wants you to think about the word of God. God. You see, we must not make excuses. We must not have trials in our life because we allow doors to be opened in our life. Because we allow the enemy to attack because of the way we think. Your thinking has to be the revelation of the word of God. If you don't let your thinking come back to the Bible, you will be greatly mistaken about where you're going to go in the plan of God. Why? Because the enemy will deceive you. We have to break deception. And deception can only be broken by revelation. That means only the word of God can change you. You see, what God says is final. Not what the devil says. I've come to tell somebody today that what God says in his word is final over my life and not what the devil says. You see, not what people say about you. Not what society says. Not what the government says. Nothing can help you but the living God. So the word of God can bring you change, transformation. You see, Philip was still thinking. Jesus was testing him. He was in his training, but he was thinking in the flesh. Let us suppose that Philip understood the supernatural. This is what his uh, response would have been. You see, there was a lack of resources. But Philip's mindset was now thinking in the flesh. This is what I have. So it's impossible to do, to feed the people. But Jesus has a different kind of a mindset. And Philip's response should have been this. He said, Lord, he should have said this. He said, Lord, you know. You are omnipotent. You are the almighty God. You should have told God, this is, you are the omnipotent God. That would have been the right answer. You are able to furnish a table in the wilderness. He saw the children of Israel in wilderness. How God furnished a table in the midst of the wilderness. He should have said, yes, Lord, I know the, 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 the books of the Bible. I know what Moses did. I know how you worked with him. He should have said, Lord, if you can open the Red Sea, God, you can make a way where there seems to be no way. But he was not thinking. 
in the spirit. He was not understanding revelation. That is why he has, he has said to Jesus, Jesus, we don't have enough. It is impossible. He's walking with the Son of God. But he said it is impossible. There are many people attending churches today. They can see God doing the supernatural, but still thinking in the flesh. Still operating in the flesh. Still not understanding what God is doing. There are many Christians that can be in association, say, I'm, I'm, I'm a child of God. Philip and the apostolic company was with God. Yet Peter denied the Lord. Yet Judas betrayed the Lord. Yet they were with Jesus. Because why? We can be with Jesus, but the enemy can blind you to truth. So that's why we need to have truth. Many people have gone against men of God and women of God in churches, thinking they were right, but they don't know they were totally wrong. Why? Because they didn't understand the will of God. People have gone against Jesus. Even Judas went against Jesus. And, and Peter denied the Lord. They didn't understand the word of God and that's why they were in bondage all their lives because of rebellion. They carried the spirit until they went to the grave. Today I break every spirit of rebellion in the mighty name of Jesus. We come in alignment with the word of God. We come in alignment with the voice of God. We come in alignment with the purpose of God. I don't want to operate in rebellion against the will of God. I want the Lord's purpose and manifest presence of the Lord to be in my life. That's why I have to keep myself in line with the word of God. We need to keep ourselves in line with the word of God. You cannot be intelligent in your own eyes because you will miss out on what God has in store for you. Here was Philip. He resorted to mental calculation. There are many mental calculators within the kingdom of God. And that is why we have calculated and decided everything. According to our mindset, that's why we cannot hear the voice of the spirit anymore. We cannot be led by revelation. We cannot be led by the spirit of God. We are just existing. We are existing. We are just merely existing. We go to church. It's just a religious time. Just go and serve the Lord and go home. When you go home, we don't spend time with the word. You know why? Because we don't want to know the mind of God. We want to know. We got our own mindsets. So we don't want to learn about the mind of God. What is God thinking? What is God saying? We think it's just going with the, with the motions of life and doing whatever we want to do. No, as a child of God, we need to understand the word of God. In John 14, 6 to 8, the Bible says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me and learned to recognize me, you would, al you would also have known my Father. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to, said to him, and he's again, he's ministering to Philip again. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. Cause us to see the Father. That is all we ask, that we, we shall be satisfied. You see, Philip is being tested again. And Jesus is here giving Philip a very important lesson. He's teaching him about God. He's teaching him about the Father. And, and Jesus said to Philip, Philip, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father but by me. And Philip is still asking Jesus, show us the Father. And Jesus begins to give him a lesson. He says, oh, Jesus is preaching a sermon to Philip, but all the apostles are listening, and whoever's around him is listening. But he's telling Philip, Philip, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. What he was saying, without the way, there is no going anyway. How can you go somewhere without the way? Jesus is the way. <laughs> then he tells him something else. Without the truth, there is no knowledge. You can have deception. 
and have knowledge in deception. But without the truth, there is no knowledge. What is the truth? The truth is the word of God. If you want the truth, don't look for the truth in the world. Look for it in your Bible. Because if you want to be set free, only the truth can set you free. Nothing else has the power to set you free. But the truth is in the Bible. If you want knowledge, it is in the Bible. If you want intelligence, it is in the Bible. If you want revelation, it is in the Bible. If you want wisdom, it is in the Bible. The truth shall make you free. How much do you want the power of God to touch you? How much do you want the truth to, to come into your life? Sometimes when we operate in the flesh, we don't want the truth. We have made our minds up to think how we want to think, to operate how we want to operate. But don't you know you are going against the word of God and you don't understand. Philip is right there with Jesus and he's saying, show us the Father. Jesus had to tell him, listen, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. What is he saying? Without me, the life-giving power in your life, there will not be any life, eternal life. He's saying, Philip, you want eternal life? Follow me. You want eternal life? Know what I'm saying to you. Without life, there is no living. The true life is when Christ comes into your life. The true life is when Jesus becomes the number one in your life. Because you can be anybody without this life-giving power. You cannot receive a miracle. You cannot get healed. You cannot receive a breakthrough unless you have the life-giving power of the true life which comes to you by the truth that sets you free. That makes a way where there seems to be no way. Can somebody give the Lord a praise? If I want a way for me forward, I need to have the way giver, Jesus Christ. If I want truth, I need Jesus Christ and his word, the truth of life. If I want to live, I need the life-giving power of the spirit of the living God. And Jesus clarifies this with, with Philip. And then he goes on to say something. He's giving Philip a lesson. Because Philip's mindset needs to be altered. And so he speaks to him. Jesus in, he goes on to say in verse number 9 Jesus replied have I been with you all for, for so long a time and do you not recognize and know me yet Philip anyone who has seen me has seen the father how can you say show us the father he's telling Philip Philip I want you to change your mind there are many people that cannot see God in any church service you can attend church you can't see God you can only see the negative you can only see things that are not real you, your imagination is made up there are many people that go to church and never see God yet God is right with them look at them Philip is missing his golden opportunity God is there they're focusing on the wrong things show us the father he's saying Philip can't you recognize? Can't you open your spiritual eyes? Can't you discern that God, my Father, lives in me? Can't you understand that God is living in me and God is speaking to you? But yet, Philip, you're still questioning what's happening. There are many people that go to church only to question everything. They think they are right. They don't understand the revelation of the supernatural. We should stay in the word. You see, he said, how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe? He says, Philip, do you not believe that I am, the I am in the Father and the Father is in me? What I'm telling you, I do not say on my own authority and on my own accord, but the Father who lives continually in me and does, does the works, his own miracles, deeds of power. Come on. What is he saying? He's saying, Philip, I want you to get a revelation that the Father lives in me. He wanted Philip's mind to be, to understand the father lives in me. 
The Father has given me this authority. The Father has allowed me to operate in the works of miracles and deeds of power. What you must understand, Philip, I can't do this on my own ability. I have the Father's ability within me as a child of God. When the power of God gets in you, when the Word gets in you, the Word works through you. If you get the word in you, the devil recognizes the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Because the devil recognizes the word. If you don't have the word inside of you, how will the enemy recognize Jesus inside you? Jesus was saying to Philip, the father lives in me. And today in the church, the father lives in you and me. Can somebody praise the Lord? May somebody's eyes be open today. May somebody's ears be open today. May you come to a new dimension to understand that church is about the operations of the supernatural. It is about the Father's ability in us. Not our ability to do things. Not our ability to try and get and do and, and fulfill our wills and plans. But God to fulfill it through us. You know, I realize something. Nobody can do anything out of the plan of God and be successful. It can be false success. Until it is in the plan of God. Try what you have to try. You will get false success for a season. But unless it's in the plan of God, it will never be blessed. So we need to believers find a place in God. Find the plan of God. Understand what God is saying to us. What is the purpose of God for my life? What is God telling me? And listen to the voice of God. You see, he goes on in verse 11. He says, believe in me. I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe in me for the sake of the very works themselves. If you cannot trust me, at least let the works that I do in my Father's name convince you. How many people go to church, see the supernatural power of God and still don't believe? How many people go to church, you made up your mind and you have destroyed yourself, wrecked your family? Why? Because we haven't taken in the word of God. We never believe like the way Jesus expected us to believe. We need to start believing and thinking differently. And Jesus is telling him, even if you don't believe me, look at these works. No man can do these works. These works are from God. People don't believe today. Where are you on your spiritual ladder of Christianity and of the word of God? You must evaluate yourself. Where are you today? When Christ said and prophesied, greater works than these you shall do. Are you looking for a prophet to come and tell you that, listen, you're going to do greater works? Then you're going to believe and get excited for the one week and after that week the prophet is gone, you're back to normal? Or are you going to understand that the greatest prophet of all prophets has already prophesied to the church of God that greater works than these you shall do and that you shall operate and do miracles, signs and wonders and the supernatural? Are you coming into understanding the prophetic voice of God? God is calling the church to believe by faith, to see things in the spirit, to call things in the spirit, to believe God for the supernatural. We don't know how, we don't know where, we don't know what, but we must believe God for the supernatural. Even if you can't see, say ah, in the spirit I see it and I receive it in the name of Jesus. In the spirit I declare that my miracle is here. In the spirit I declare that I'm going to operate with signs and wonders. In the spirit I declare that I have a relationship with my father. In the spirit even I declare today in the flesh, God lives in me. Tell yourself, God lives in me.